Here's your hosts, Root and Y. Uh, well, our intro is a little bit of a lie because it says here is Woot and Why, but there is no Woot and today. It's just why I am writing solo, just as Jason Derulo once famously sung uh, back in, I don't know, was it 2014, 2015? I can't remember. feels like so long ago, but uh, I am writing solo today for our Moneyball podcast. Week 13 is you know, out in about 2010 for riding solo. That's crazy. Time flies. Uh, so week 12 has come and gone. Last week, a hit on Tyler Eifert, Ryan Tannehill, Rashad Matthews. Wasn't a good week for me. Uh, we, for me and we, we both banked on Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson, Thomas Rawls, Doug Baldwin. That was our, our stack and unfortunately didn't work out with the 14 to 5 loss to Tampa Bay. So we, so we missed on a few of those. I also mentioned Wentz in my article. Uh, had that rushing touchdown, but unfortunately, just couldn't pass on Green Bay's defense. Just just struggle with that weapon. So it is tough to. Yeah, it was it was a rough rough week twelve. So uh, Thanksgiving was a good day for me though. I managed to win the uh, Thanksgiving tournament uh, that Moneyball had on offer for Thanksgiving special. So it was very very good. And they've got very similar specials for you in week thirteen. So if you head to Moneyball.com.au, sign up and play. There's uh, free tournaments that you can join up. And if you win those, you basically don't have to input any money. You can just start your bankroll from from nothing, really, and just build on that and build on that and build on that. But if you uh, want to put some money in it, you only need a little as a dollar or two dollars to, to get going. There's a dollar Hail Mary Blast that includes all the games. It's a two dollar Hail Mary Blast, a fifteen dollar Hail Mary Blast that includes guaranteed prize pool. There's uh, the Sunday Blitzes just for the Monday games. There's also specials for Cowboys and Vikings in Thursday night football, which is probably today if you're listening to this on the morning of Friday. And then there's also the Thursday night special, uh, Sunday night football special, Panthers and Seahawks, and then the Monday night special, Colts and Jets. So there's plenty of tournaments for you. There's EPL, A League, PGA, and cricket and NBA. NBA every day, you just love it. So please check out moneyball.com.au and you can follow them on Twitter. Their hand, handle is just moneyball, C-O-M-A-U, no dots, just remove the dots. And uh, let's get straight into it uh, with uh, with the quarterback position. Day golden, pony boy. Yeah, the, the, golden, uh, the golden age of, of quarterbacks right now and there's plenty. And there's two in one matchup here that I think you need to start either of them and I think a lot of people will be starting. I'm not going out on a huge limb here. Uh, Drew Brees, 9,400 versus Detroit. They're the 32nd ranked DVOA defense, so the worst pass uh, defense in the NFL. And then you've got the best quarterback uh, statistically in fantasy in the NFL in Drew Brees. So it's a it's a really good matchup for you. Uh, Drew Brees has thrown for the most touchdown passes in the NFL, and, and he's playing against the Lions. So expect a shootout, and Vegas thinks so as well. So... Vegas is this total at a huge 53.5 points. That's four points higher than any other game in the NFL this weekend. So expect expect plenty of points. If you can't afford Drew Brees at 9,400, Matt Stafford is at 8,700, and New Orleans is the 25th ranked past DVOA defense as well. So expect plenty of points, plenty of touchdowns. And uh, last season in Week 15, both quarterbacks passed for three touchdowns, and Stafford went 22 of 22. Five passing against this defense. So last time they played each other, they had three touchdowns apiece. That's all you need for there. So if you can take your start from either of those, uh, you're on the money early on. Uh, my sit this week's Kirk Cousins, 8,200 versus Arizona. Arizona, the third-ranked pass def- defense by DVOA. 
Look, Matt Ryan had a good day against them last week, but he's a much better passer and a more efficient passer than Kirk Cousins. Look, Kirk Cousins puts up the stat, fills up the stat box, which is nice in fantasy. It's it's really great, but against this defense, um, I, I feel like he won't have as much success against Matt Ryan, who was able to aggressively attack down the field and take advantage of some speed demons in Taylor Gabriel, which accounted for a lot of his passing yards, but... Uh, no quarterback has thrown for for over 270 yards against Arizona at all this season. And Matt Ryan and Case Keenum. Case Keenum, crazy. It's unbelievable. Uh, the only uh, quarterbacks to throw for two touchdowns against this defense. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Case Keenum mixing it up with uh, my MVP of the league so far, Matt Ryan. So we'll wait and see how that uh, pans out. But uh, I am firmly sitting uh, Kirk Cousins. You like that? You like that? Yeah, I, I don't like that this week, Kirk. Sorry, buddy. Uh, all right, my contrarian play this week is Colin Kaepernick. He's $8,000 against Chicago. And Chicago is the 20th-ranked pass DVOA defense. Chicago has allowed three quarterbacks in a row to score at least 21 fantasy points, and five quarterbacks have reached that in the total uh, have reached that total in the past seven games. And Kaepernick's on a bit of a streak at the moment. He's scored at least 23 fantasy points in four games in a row now, and he had 38 points last week at Miami. Um, and he was only four yards shy of 300, and then he had 113 rushing yards. So he's $8,000. He's really cheap. Uh, he's a really good play against Chicago this week. I expect them. That's a game that they can win. I think they're comfortable and, and are confident they can get a good win up here and build on some of the momentum that they've had the last uh, few weeks, uh, you know, coming up short against Miami. But this is a team led by Matt Barkley that they think they can definitely get over the line. Although Matt Barkley played... Pretty well last week. And uh, speaking of the Bears, let's jump straight into the running back position. And uh, my running back start is Jordan Howard playing on that Bears team, $7,100. Matt Barkley threw it 54 times last week. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. It's a very, very bold strategy for the Bears and expect a lot more balance this week uh, against a really bad San Francisco run defense. That seems to be a trend uh, on this show is that we always seem to be starting running backs against San Fran, but it's proven. Um, they've allowed 17 touchdowns to running backs this season and 14 have scored double-digit fantasy points. So it's it's a proven track record. So start running backs against San Fran and kickers against Jacksonville. That's a little foreshadowing uh, to what you'll expect later in the show when we get to the kicker. You know, the pinnacle of this podcast is, is my kicker stuff right at the end here. But 49ers... Yeah, you know, eight running backs of, of Russia at least 100 yards, and Howard has a chance for one of his best games of the season. He's running the ball really well. He's had at least 99 total yards in, in each of his past three games. So uh, expect him to run the ball, and he's only $7,100. So it's a really good matchup. He is cheap, especially if you're going to spend up big or, at, at Breeze or Stafford at quarterback. That way you uh, can go a little bit cheaper with your running back. Uh, if you go cheap at quarterback, such as Colin Kaepernick, David Johnson is the top matchup this week. He is the number one matchup this week. He's gone over 100 yards from scrimmage in every game this season, and often he's done it with ease. It's just very, very simple for him to, to generate yards and touches and and make the most of those touches. Uh, so the 100 yards from scrimmage in, e- in each of his first 11 games is actually a, is a record. It's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good record, but he, he's matched former Colt Edwin James as the only player in league history to accomplish that feat Edron James, my boy, uh, for the Colts, he did it in 2000 and 2005. That is correct. And Edron James, you... Stay golden, pony boy. You're a legend. Future Hall of Famer, Edron James. Uh, 
stunning, stunning, stunning runner. If you want to go back and watch some tape, he, what he did as a rookie was phenomenal. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's on that same path right now, uh, probably better than like, Zeke's great. Let's, I'm not downplaying Zeke, but uh, yeah, he's. Oh, sorry, I'm not downplaying Adrian James, but Zeke is doing some really impressive stuff. Uh, don't like the matchup this week for Zeke though. He's not in my sit column, but I just don't like the matchup against Minnesota. I prefer others. I prefer to fade. Zeke for other matchups such as David Johnson. The Redskins rank 32nd in DVOA against the run and have allowed a league-high 16 rushing touchdowns. So it's uh, crazy. Uh, and when I said league-high 16, I mentioned 17 touchdowns of running backs last uh, when I talked about Jordan Howard. That includes some receiving touchdowns as well to running backs for San Fran. So don't get confused with that one. Uh, my sit this week's JGI. He's been great. Uh, he's been fantastic, and it's no coincidence that Miami... Uh, much better now that they have a balanced offense and that J.O.J. is bringing that balance and it just completes that offense, makes things easier for Ryan Tannehill and, and everything. But you're playing against the Baltimore run defense and their run defense is stellar. It is uh, one of the most consistent things this year. Uh, when you look at the entire NFL, there's, there's hardly any consistency outside of the Cowboys, but their run defense has been solid. Uh, only three running backs have cracked 60 rushing yards against Baltimore this year, and their defense is actually minus 42.5% in DVOA. So negative is good in DVOA. So they're minus 42.5%, which beats even their minus 36.6% DVA for the historic 2000 Ravens, which won the Super Bowl. So they're currently on track to be a better run defense than their 2000 side that won the Super Bowl. So that's how good their run defense is. It's historic. Uh, if you want to go back and watch the tape, that's something to really watch and, and watch that interior D-line um, just carving it up. They are just uh, playing at, a unbelievable, at an unbelievable rate right now. Uh, my contrarian players at running back this week, Tim Hightower, 5,700 versus Detroit. Look, obviously the matchup's great, and Mark Ingram would be a good play as well. But when you're looking at the price difference between Mark Ingram and Tim Hightower, I'd, I'd rather play Hightower. Uh, I just prefer it. He's 5,700. Ingram is 6800 You're saving that money there that you can use somewhere else on a better defense or a, or a better running back up, uh, wide receiver upgrade, that second or third wide receiver. You know, Detroit has allowed a running back to, to score or gain over 100 total yards in four of their past five games, and their run defense ranks 28th in the league. So it's it's a really good matchup for both these running backs, and they seem to both been productive over the last few weeks. Uh, Hightower gets involved on third down and catches a lot of passes from Breeze. And in fact, he's got double-digit moneyball points in five of his last six games. So he's doing really, really well when you look at at his uh, numbers and and his production. He's they're making it. They're both productive. You can you can find production everywhere. So you know against Carolina, he 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 made it productive with eight receptions and 57 yards on the ground last week. Only two receptions, but managed to touch down and 54, 51 rushing yards as well. So. Plenty of production for them both, and he caught that Willie Sneed touchdown pass, which was a, a hell of a play. Very fluky for fantasy, but uh, you'll take it. And against this Detroit team, we expect a lot of points. Um, my other contrarian plays Matt Forte, 7,600 versus Indianapolis. Look, he's been quiet of late, but the Colts rank 31st against running backs this season, and they're usually a good cure for uh, an ailing offense and an ailing player and an aging player. Trust me, I know as a scorned Colts fan, uh, nothing quite gets you back on form like playing the uh, 
Chuck Pagano-led Colts, and uh, I think Matt Forte can find his rhythm and find his groove against our defense this week. Um, and the good thing about them is they don't abandon the run or abandon Forte early when they get behind. So he's had at least 12 carries in all of his games this season except for one. So he's still getting his touches, even though they're playing from behind. So you expect plenty of... Plenty of catches, plenty of touches, and at seven thousand six hundred, he's a really good price. So you're getting a, you know, a bottom end RB one for an RB two price. So it's a, it's not a bad, uh, not a bad price for you if you if you're willing to to spend the money. Um, and you can pair him with Jordan Howard and still have money to, to get you know elite wide receivers. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position, and my start this week is Malcolm Mitchell, 4,000 versus L.A. Mitchell's recorded nine receptions for 140 yards and three touchdowns in his last three games. He's actually the third-highest-scoring receiver in fantasy over the last two weeks, and uh, he's been really reliable. Even Tom Brady has gushed about Malcolm Mitchell and also talked about how safe his hands are compared to Rob Gronkowski, which is an amazing feat, and it's not quite worthy of this drop. But uh, it is a pretty hot takey for Brady. But uh, if someone knows receivers and, and knows who to trust, it's Tom Brady with his history in the league and things like that. So Malcolm Mitchell has earned the trust and praise of, of Tom Brady, and it's no fluke that he's scoring at this level. And he's highly rated receiver coming out of college. Matt Harmon, if you know him on our NFL.com, he's also known as the Fantasy Hipster now, uh, a segment he's doing on NFL Network. Very good. I like it. Very funny. I'm not sure about the kale chips though, Matt. I'm not I'm not too keen on on kale, uh, but it's a it's a good bit. It's a good segment. I like it. Uh, the kale thing is more of a side thing from the segment. You you growing that in real life, and I have genuine concerns. But uh, he he charted Malcolm Mitchell, and he charted through the roof in college. And and Matt Harmon's been heavily pushing the Malcolm Mitchell bandwagon for long before he was drafted to the Patriots and even after he was drafted to the Patriots as someone to keep an eye on and now he's he's fulfilling that, that role and he's playing really well and his scoring is obviously capped depending on the health of Rob Gronkowski but if Gronk is out then Mitchell's going to be the red zone guy. He had two scores in the red zone last week. He's only $4,000 against LA. It's a great matchup. Uh, I'll talk about the matchup with the uh, Patriots and uh, Rams a little bit later on about how that can really help your... Uh, team this week. Uh, the other wide receiver I'm, I like this week, I've got a couple because it's, I'm by myself, so I'm, I'm leaning uh, a few other options for you guys to consider. Tyrell Williams, 6,800 versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is surprisingly 10th in pass defense DVOA, and credit to Ultron Verna last week, uh, two days after his dad passed away, made a crucial interception early in that game, and, and just was an emotional team, and I think they, they rallied behind him, and the reason they won that game was that self-belief in, in each other and, and, and rallying and know that they could get the job done. And having that pick early was uh, was a really special moment for him, and he's been pretty good. Um, you know, he's been out injured and, and, and off and on for the season, but when he's played, he's been he's been quite well compared to last year. So they're playing a lot better. But Tyrell Williams has emerged as the number one target in San Diego. And Sigmund Bloom, who we've had on the show, been touting Tyrell Williams for a while, and he was absolutely spot on the money, Sigmund Bloom. Well done. Uh, Tyrell the Gazelle, 6,800. You're getting wide receiver one value for a price of what? A top-end wide receiver three at 6,800? It's unbelievable. When he scored 12-plus fantasy points in four of his last five games, he's on a three-game touchdown streak, and he's reached 60 yards in eight of his 11 games. So, you know, 
he's going to be a guy that has earned the trust of Phil Rivers. He's going to see plenty of targets. That game should be a shootout with uh, Jameis and Mike Evans producing plenty of points. And, uh, you know, there's always going to be... Phil Rivers is always going to be down by seven with three or four minutes left in the fourth quarter in these type of games. So Tyrell Williams is going to be seeing plenty of action for all four four quarters in what should be a... Uh, you know, it's actually a really good game. I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, it should be a, should be a uh, doozy. All right, my last wide receiver start is Dante Moncrief at 6,400 versus the Jets. The Jets are 29th in pass defense in DVOA. Uh, looks like it could be the end for uh, Darrell Revis, unfortunately. He, uh, he has not had a very good season. That is correct. Uh, and Dante Moncrief proved that he's not just a byproduct of Andrew Luck. Uh, he was really productive last week without Andrew Luck and with Scott Tolzian. And he's been a guy that's a really, really good red zone target. And he's, he's stellar in the red zone. Uh, he's scored now scored a touchdown in all five games that he's able to finish, so barring the game where he, where he left injured. Uh, he's been great. He is a solid red zone target. Andrew Luck should be playing, and this is a must-win game for them to keep themselves alive in that ASC South race, as sad as that is. Uh, and the Jets have allowed 12 receivers to score at least nine fantasy points in standard leagues this year. So Moncrief, 6,400, really cheap price. He is, he is a red zone target. I think he probably is the Colts' number one red zone target. Uh, I don't know if the numbers back that up because he's been out injured and things like that, but when he's in the lineup, Andrew Luck has eyes for him in the red zone. He's a trustworthy player, and he often comes down with the ball. Uh, he's a very, very underrated player. I think he's a very good player, and at 6,400, he's a guy I'm putting in lineups this week. My sits this week, Kelvin Benjamin, 7,000 versus Seattle, number five in pass defense. Uh, I'm not keen on that. Kelvin Benjamin's been really up and down. His targets have been bad. He's only had... 10 and 5 over the last couple of weeks in terms of targets, only 109 yards. His touchdown last week, as impressive as it was, was very, very fluky. And Seattle have only led four touchdowns at home to wide receivers. So I'm fading Kelvin Benjamin, and I'm also fading Allen Robinson, 8,100 versus Denver, the number one pass defense in the NFL, despite what they gave up to Tyreek Hill last week. I'm, I'm not trusting Blake Bortles to do what Alex Smith did. Um, it was very rare for Alex Smith to produce that, and I don't expect that from Blake Bortles. Alan Robinson's been a bit of a bust this year, unfortunately. It's not because of him, it's because of that quarterback. So 8,100, I'd rather take many, many other options over him at that price. Contrarian play, Sammy Watkins, 6,500 versus Oakland. Caught all three of his targets for 80 yards last week, including a 62-yard bomb. Um, he's he's a great premier threat in, in Buffalo. That's that's all Tyrod, Tygod, whatever you want to call him. That's all he needs to target. And the Raiders are 22nd in pass defense. So he's a cheap price, and he is a wide receiver one. Uh, so it's a really good price for him. Just keep an eye on his foot injury. It's That sounds familiar. Rinse, repeat. Sammy Watkins with foot soreness seems to be a headline on Roto World every second day now. Uh, I'm sure Roto, Pat, Raymond Summerlin, and the crew there are really sick of writing blogs about Sammy Watkins' feet. Uh, my other contrarian play is Tariq Hill. He's still only 5,800. They better chickety-check themselves before they wreck themselves, Cotton. Unbelievable price for Tyreek Hill. Um, and he can score in a variety of ways. He, sh- he showed that last week in Denver. He scored a touchdown on kick return, a rush, a reception. As horrible as a human being as Tyreek Hill is for what he did and, and all that sort of stuff, at 5,800 against Atlanta's defense, one that's going to be missing Desmond Trufant after he went down with a season-ending injury, that's very hard to refuse. He's a, Especially if Jeremy Macklin's out. 
he is the go-to guy. I think he's already emerged as the go-to guy for the Chiefs and for Alex Smith in what is a very, very friendly matchup. No, you don't really want to play him because of him, but it's it's too hard to refuse at this point um, because of how cheap he is and the matchup that presents itself. So um, if you're okay ethically with starting Tyreek Hill, you can 5,800 versus Atlanta. Uh, it's not my job to uh, teach you about your ethics of your lineup. That's, that's solely on your own uh, strength and will and, and personal preference. So if you want to play him, by all means. Uh, my tight end start this week is Kyle Rudolph, 5,800 versus Dallas. Uh, he had a season-high nine catches on Thanksgiving, uh, albeit for very small yardage. Sam Bradford, please just throw it a little bit deeper. Please, I beg you, I beg you. It's just watching all those small passes. It's driving me insane. Charles Cropper. And, uh, yeah, the Cowboys rank 30th against tight ends. And this is a cool stat that I like. Uh, Kyle Rudolph has five of his 12. 12. Did I stutter? Kyle Rudolph has five of his team's 12 touchdown catches this season. So he's a market share in the red zone. Huge percentage, nearly half of his team's touchdowns. Uh, catches, so it, it's just a really good price for you, five thousand eight hundred. Plus, you need you need something on Thursday to get, keep yourself interested. If you're not playing Zeke or Cole Beasley or someone like that, then Carl uh, Rudolph might keep you interested in, in watching uh, that Thursday night football clash. But let's admit it, you're going to be watching it anyway because the Cowboys are so hot right now. Oh, hot, 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 hot. All right, my sit this week's Martellus Bennett, five thousand four hundred versus LA, banged up on the road. And Bennett's just had one game with more than four fantasy points in his past six outings. Despite that, he's like the sixth-ranked tight end in standard seat, like season-long scoring and because of his just when he does go off, he does go off. But the Rams have only allowed two tight ends to score double-digit fantasy points in standard leagues this year. And I just think that Brady has eyes on other targets like Malcolm Mitchell that I mentioned before. And now that Dion Lewis and James White are back, Brady loves throwing it you know, behind the line of scrimmage or within three yards of the line of scrimmage and, and throwing those high percentage uh, plays, low percentage risk in terms of passes for big for big yardage. And it, it works. It's what their offense does. So I, f- I feel like Lewis and White and Malcolm Mitchell and Edelman will be the guys this week and not quite Martellus Bennett, who is banged up and injured and has a bad matchup. So I'm not starting Martellus Bennett at 5,400. My contrarian play, it's going to be a bit of a surprise for you, is $7,200 Greg Olson against the Seattle Seahawks. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. It is, but Seattle rank 18th against tight ends, and and, uh, they've actually struggled against him uh, in the last couple of uh, games. So last last year, Olsen had at least 77 yards and a touchdown in both meetings. So uh, he's he's been pretty good against Seattle. So uh, especially if Kelvin Benjamin, who's dealing with a shoulder injury, might be out, Greg Olsen's might be the guy for you this week if you can afford it at 7,200. So it's an expensive contrarian play, but he could be a real difference maker because he's going to be low percentage owned. All right, moving on to defense, and I mentioned this before about the Patriots against the Rams. They're only $4,000, and Bill Belichick's teams have outscored Jeff Fisher's teams 104-7 to in their last two meetings. That is just insane. Insane. That's unbelievable. And the Rams coach Jeff Fisher said on a conference call today that Denny Woodhead is a playmaker for the Patriots. Woodhead, yes, yes, Denny Woodhead. Uh, that's the same Denny Woodhead that's on the IR for the San Diego Chargers. 
my God, no way. Exactly. So I don't know if Jeff Fish is trolling us at this point, but if he thinks that Denny Woodhead's still on the Patriots and he's been out to 104-7 to in the last two meetings against Bill Belichick, I don't think they're going to win this game. And I feel like Jared Goff could uh, cough up the ball. Oh, pun not intended there. Sorry, guys. He could uh, goff up the ball a bit, and the Patriots at $4,000 could give you a very, very good score uh, for the cheap price, especially if you're spending up big elsewhere. My kicker this week, what have I always said? Start your kickers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Brandon McManus, $5,300. do not let the miss 62-yarder fool you. That was a horrible coaching decision by Gary Kubiak. If you're saying, hang on, Josh, you always say coach to win the game. Well, listen back to our podcast from yesterday. And we talk about that moment and explain the reasoning behind what we would have done. But Brandon McManus, 5,300 against Jags. Start your kickers against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That wraps up the show. I hope you enjoyed your Moneyball uh, podcast for week 13. Riding solo, I am Josh Wye. Please check out Moneyball, moneyball.com.au, Australia's first daily fantasy platform. You can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow us on Twitter at Wooten Y. Please check us out, The Wooten Y Show on Facebook and Twitter, and listen on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks, guys. Peace.